Do you share too much detail when you speak? Learn how to master the art of concise communication this week on the Standout Get Noticed podcast. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to episode 297 of Stand Out, Get Noticed. I'm Christina Cantor's communication skills trainer, speaker, and MC. Now, I was inspired to do this episode because last week I was working with a client who is struggling to be concise when she speaks in meetings and presentations, and she would try to express an idea but she would end up rambling, over-explaining, and ultimately losing the attention of her audience. And as a result, she was losing credibility and weakening her authority in her male-dominated firm. And I know this challenge is not unique to her. I've met many people who struggle with this, so I thought I would share some of my thoughts and strategies with you on this episode. So in this episode, I'll be sharing why we tend to overshare detail, how to choose your key points, and to know when it's actually appropriate to share details. And if you can implement some of the strategies that I share with you, you'll be more productive in your conversations and in your meetings. You'll be able able to improve your influence and you'll make a great impression on the people that matter, such as your important clients, your colleagues, your boss, your stakeholders, whoever that is. Show notes for this episode will be at thecmethod.com slash 297. All right, let's do it. So with everything I teach, it's really important to understand why we have these struggles in the first place. So I'm going to share with you some of the reasons that, that I've seen through the work that I've done with my clients and in my workshops. These are some of the reasons why people struggle with being concise. And as you listen to these points, I want you to think about if any of them relate to you. And I'm sure there are other reasons as well. So it's, but just know that it's important for you to be aware of why you have this challenge, because once you identify it, it will be much easier to manage and overcome. So the first reason that you might overshare is because you believe that your value is in how much you know. You believe that your value is in how much you know. And my client who I mentioned earlier, she said, when I asked her, why do you think you tend to ramble and go into too much detail? She said, oh, I share all the detail because I, I, want to, I want my colleagues to see me as knowledgeable. But if we reverse this, it's not just that she wants to be seen as knowledgeable. She's, she was actually afraid of not being seen as knowledgeable. Okay. She was afraid that she would be judged and for not knowing enough. So I want you to think about, is this something that you are afraid of? Do you feel like you have to prove your knowledge to your colleagues or to your clients? And and the way that you do this is by oversharing. The second reason um, that someone might overshare is to avoid getting asked questions and being put on the spot. So if you are afraid of Q&A, if you don't like being spontaneous, you might feel the urge to share as much as possible to avoid that. So again, it's coming from this place of avoidance. I want to avoid being judged. I want to avoid being asked questions. Um, my client mentioned this as well. She said, she said, I hate getting asked questions because I'm afraid they will ask something I don't know and therefore they will think I don't know my stuff, which again comes back to not looking like you're not knowledgeable. And she believed if I share everything, then they won't need to ask any questions, right? I'll share how you can combat this in a moment. 
The third reason why you might go into too much detail is that you're afraid of silence. I've done a whole episode on this around why you might be afraid of the awkward silence. I believe it stems from a fear of being seen as you are. What happens when we're silent is that we're not saying anything and we're simply being. And what we, what, when we are being silent, it's as if we're saying, I am worthy to be here in front of you, in front of this group of people, just being me without sharing my knowledge. I, I go into this in more detail in, um, in episode 235, and I'll link that up in the show notes for you. And the final reason why you might tend to overshare the detail is that you think you didn't explain it right the first time. So what happens here is that your inner voice might be saying, maybe I didn't say it right. Maybe my audience looks confused. I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep talking until they get it. This suggests a lack of confidence in your own ability. Perhaps you don't trust yourself that you're able to communicate things clearly. All right, those are some reasons as to why you might be oversharing details. It's not an exhaustive list. I want you to think about what's the reason for you. So now I want to shift the way that you think about sharing details. If you're still thinking, oh no, but I have to, I have to. I've got three reasons for you as to why sharing loads of detail is actually detrimental to your overall impact. Number one, we are not physically capable of remembering loads of detail. According to a 2008 study published in the journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, the human working memory can only store on average three to four pieces of information at a time. So why bother sharing loads of information if your audience is going to forget it anyway? I always think to myself, it's better to share less and have the audience remember, say, three pieces of information than to share more and the audience to be overwhelmed and not remember any. Number two, more detail does not equal more knowledge. Trust me, your audience is not sitting there thinking, wow, look how much information she knows. They are thinking, how is this information relevant to me? How does it help me? Now, if you're concerned about looking credible, because you might equate sharing lots of knowledge with credibility, I would recommend instead focusing on communicating your content in a meaningful, engaging way. So this could be through sharing a story, a metaphor, or sharing some some research to to show that you, you know, um, you've got good depth of knowledge. Um, And I share, I've actually done a whole episode on this. It was episode 293. Seven Techniques for Being Memorable When You Speak and Present. Check that one out if you want to add more depth to your messages. And the third reason, the third thing I want to shift your mind around is that the more detail you share, the trickier questions you will get asked. Trying to avoid questions is futile. In most cases, if you've got people that are interested in what you're talking about, someone somewhere will ask a question. If you share everything, let's say you share, you know, 95% of, of everything about this topic, your audience has no choice but to look for something really specific and detailed to ask about, which is going to make it more difficult for you because you may not know the answer. 
So if you want easier questions to answer, it's actually better for you to share less detail. It may seem counterintuitive when it comes to your communication, but in the words of the architecture great Mies van der Rohe, he said, less is more. Before we get into some strategies of how you can be more concise when you speak, I want to share something that I'm really excited about. Some of you may know about my Speak Up and Lead group coaching program. I've run this many, many times over the years. I have taken a break over the last couple of years, and I'm really excited to be running it again this year in July. So this is a 12-week online small group coaching program, just five people per cohort. It's for people of any gender. And it's all about helping you to become a more influential and impactful and confident communicator in the workplace. You can go to thecmethod.com slash group coaching. I've got a detailed explanation there of who it's for, what the results are and what the modules cover. But it's a program that I really love and all the people that have gone through it have really seen amazing results from it. A real increase in their confidence and their ability to be concise and be impactful when they speak. So make sure you check that out, thecmethod.com slash group coaching. Okay, here are three strategies for you for how to share less detail. My very first point is to choose three points or less. This comes back to the um, point I made earlier around how our minds are not capable of remembering loads and loads of information. You are better off sharing less. So think about the entire the entirety of the topic that you want to share and think to yourself, okay, what are the three key things? My audience walked away with one, two or three things. What would they be? And then remove any other, any of the information or the detail that is not relevant to that. When I was a, a teenager, I remember my mom would often say to my sister and I, you know, pick up your clothes off the floor, make like put your clothes in the, wa- in the laundry basket. And she would tell us this over and over and over again. And I remember we actually started to do it and put our clothes in the laundry. And I remember my mom saying, you know, if you throw enough mud at the wall, eventually some of it sticks. Now, when it comes to your communication, I actually think that throwing as much mud on the wall as in your content and hoping that some of it sticks is not a good strategy. I would recommend choosing, being very deliberate about picking the mud that is the stickiest mud and being very intentional about where you place that mud on the wall. So instead of just randomly throwing loads of mud at the wall and hoping it will stick, we're going to be very intentional and specific about what mud we put on the wall. So the way that you can do this is you can literally say, my top three recommendations are, or if it's one point you want to share, you can say, um, from from the research that I've done or from, from what we've gathered, the number one issue that needs resolving is this. You can do this when answering questions as well. A client of mine, she did an Instagram live interview earlier this week and she was asked what tips um, what tips do you have for someone starting out in the makeup industry because she's a successful makeup artist and and what we worked on with her was instead of giving a list like listing out a bunch of tips we got her to focus on one instead so she started her response with well my number one tip is 
And so this is a great technique as it stops you from like rambling and rambling. My number two strategy for you is to deliberately leave something out. Some of you may know this story, but it's it's such a, a good example. I remember when I was in architecture school and I was working on my thesis project and we had to give the, the presentation and we have we had usually had about five minutes to present this design that we've been working on all semester. So this was a real challenge. My project was a house and a gallery that was made completely out of logs, but the house was located in a very high bush fire prone area. And so I knew that the the tutors who would be assessing me would want to know about the bushfire rating of this this house and gallery considering that it was made completely out of wood. So what I chose to do was I deliberately left out the bit about the fireproofness. I just talked about, I just picked my three, my, you know, my main points for the other stuff. And by deliberately leaving this out, I was quite confident that they would ask me that question, which was then a very easy question for me to answer because I'd already prepared for it. And I shared with this, this with my client who I mentioned earlier, um, I said, why don't you just delete, deliberately leave something out? And she thought, oh, she said, I didn't even think about that. And so she found that to be a strategy that really worked for her. And so I encourage you to um, try this out as well. I promise you the audience is not going to think, oh, well, they're not knowledgeable or they clearly don't know anything because they didn't share this obvious piece of detail. They're just going to go, oh, we'll just ask about that piece of detail. That's no problem. It's not going to do anything to your credibility. The only issue that you might have with this is like if there is no opportunity to ask questions at all. And so if this detail is absolutely critical to your presentation, then of course share it. But if you do have Q&A at the end, you know, if there is an opportunity for discussion, it's totally fine for anything that you leave out to then be brought in to that conversation. And this is also a really good, um, I guess, way for you to reduce your nerves as well. If you think to yourself, well, if I forget to share something in my presentation, it doesn't matter because you can always bring it up in the Q&A or maybe someone will ask about it and you can bring it up there. You don't have to apologize. You don't have to say, oh, oh yeah, sorry, I forgot to say that earlier. Just it, just answer the question. Pretend like you absolutely meant it. All right, my third strategy for how to basically not ramble and share less detail is on the day you need to try to relax as much as possible. A lot of the fears and the um, the struggles that we have and, and the rambling can often come from just feeling nervous and really anxious. We go into this fight or flight or freeze mode. Freeze usually means that we like freeze and maybe don't say anything. But what can happen here is our brain actually freezes and our mouth just keeps working. <laughs> Have you ever had a situation where you got up to speak and then you sat down and then you thought, I can't remember anything that I just said? I can't remember anything that just happened. That's because you froze. You were not present in the moment. It's very hard to not ramble if you're not present. So you need to make sure that before your meeting, before your presentation, you are breathing into your belly. You're taking long, deep breaths. 
You are going to the bathroom. You are doing your power posing. You are trying to reduce your cortisol, your stress hormone as much as possible. On the day, I also encourage you to slow down when you speak. This will give you more time, even though it doesn't feel like it, it'll give you more time to process what you're going to say. If you're speaking really, really quickly, you'll be speaking quicker than your mind is thinking or trying to catch up with you and you'll end up just blurting out stuff. If you just breathe, slow down, take your time, you can be much more measured and concise when you speak. And now I have a or bonus tip for you, I guess this is another mindset piece, is that it's actually better when you're sharing less detail to leave them wanting more. And I can think of lots of examples where this works in other areas. Um, For example, I ran a, a cocktail party a couple of months ago and my friend Nick Gray, he wrote a whole book about it. It's called The Two Hour Cocktail Party. And I'm used to parties just going like all night, all day and all night. And his re- Nick's reasoning is that when you end a party after two hours and the energy is high and people are having a great time and you turn off the music and you say, right, everybody out, thanks for coming, but you need to go now. It makes them go, oh, but I really wanted to keep going. And then it leaves this party on a high and uh, makes them, you know, makes your guests want more and they want to come back for another party as opposed to letting the party kind of peter out and then some people are like, okay, I'm going to go now and then there's a bit awkward, like people are a bit awkward about leaving and then you've got some stragglers hanging behind and then the energy just really dips. Nick says that's not the way you want to end a party. So it's the same with your presentation. If you give enough information that gets people hooked and engaged, you want to leave them wanting more so they're there wanting to engage with you, wanting to ask questions. If you share everything and you lay it all out on the table, your audience is going to feel overwhelmed. They're not going to know what to ask or they might ask the really detailed questions. And they'll basically be like, all right, that went for way too long. That's I'm overwhelmed with the information. I just want to leave right now. And that's not what we want for you. Okay. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, Christina, some audiences want detail. Shouldn't I, isn't it okay to share detail sometimes? And yes, of course, there are times where it is appropriate to share detail. The challenge is is when knowing when it's appropriate, especially if you have different people in the room. If you're in a room full of engineers or, I don't know, accountants, or you're there to literally report on the on the details, then and you've got like an hour to do it, great. Go go for it. The challenge can be if you've got different people in the room, let's say you've got the CEO who wants the high level and then you've got maybe a finance person who wants the detail. Who do you keep happy? I usually say usually the big boss or the person who's the decision maker. So if it's CEO, it's the CEO. Um, And one way you can approach it is to ask permission. So you might say, um, okay, here's the high level overview. Would you like more detail on any of these points? One of my clients found this really helpful as well because she also didn't like saying um, any questions because it just, I don't know, it just feels like it it like interrupts the flow of your presentation. So one thing you can say instead of any questions is, would you like me to go into detail on any of these? Also, if someone asks for more detail and you're concerned about 
you know, running out of time, you can just say, um, you know, I have all that information in a report. Uh, is it okay if I send this to you after the meeting? So you have the ability to take control. You don't have to share the detail if someone asks for it. You can say, yes, that's fine. Or I can share it with you later. Um, or you can just start with a very brief explanation and then um, offer to go into more detail. So there you go. My my thoughts, my strategies on what I found to be effective around being concise and communicating less detail. Now, if you are looking for personalized support to be more concise and targeted when you speak, then do reach out. This is something I help clients with all the time. And we are absolutely addressing this in my Speak Up and Lead group coaching program. So if that is something that you're interested in exploring, go to thecmethod.com slash group coaching. But in the meantime, I encourage you to implement at least one of these strategies moving forward and seeing if it helps you be more effective in your communication. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Keep on being awesome and I'll talk to you in two weeks. I'm Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed.